Welcome to Two Chicks, Three Seats, the podcast that takes a look at the hospitality industry's hottest topics. Two Chicks, Three Seats is hosted by Kate Kennedy and Rachel Calkins and is brought to you by Triple Seat, the industry leader in event management software. Find out more about Triple Seat at TripleSeat.com. Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome back to Triple Seats Podcast, Two Chicks, Three Seats. We've been on a little bit of a recording hiatus amid all the other Triple Seat market initiatives that we've had going on as of late, but we are back and ready to kick off our summer season of episodes with a lineup of terrific guest interviews. So to kick off our summer interview season, we have an awesome guest lined up for you today. And so we want to introduce Joey Goon, who is the president of Utopia Experience, which is an, an event and video production company that helps both for and nonprofit organizations produce better and more meaningful experiences. And Utopia Experience is also a Triple C customer. So love that. Um, yes, so thank you for joining us today and welcome to the show, Joey. Thank you. Thank you both for having me. It's really an honor and a privilege to be here. Yay. We love that enthusiasm. We love that. We love enthusiasm from all ends. <laughs> I mean, we, and we just spent like the first five minutes just getting to know each other and talking about our respective like podcast setup. So we can nerd out all day long on that. And whatever direction we, we go today is fantastic. And I'm sure the attend the, the people listening in will get value. That's my hope anyway. Yeah. We'll, we can just talk about, you know, uh, roadcaster and <laughs> talk about podcast podcasting for the rest of the time. Everyone will love it. It's great. You guys don't mind. I'm sure. So <laughs> love that the world is our oyster guys. World exactly. is our oyster. Um, exactly. but so to begin and kick us off today, um, Joey, could you give us an introduction about yourself for our listeners? So perhaps your professional background in the events world, and then a bit more about utopia experiences story. Absolutely. So, um, gosh, where do I start? First of all, my last name's Goon. I don't know if anybody caught that. There are so many, there are so many metaphorical goons on this planet, but there's not a lot of literal goons. I'm one of the literal ones. It may be metaphorical too, but um, <laughs> the Utopia backstory is it's pretty awesome. And my mom founded Utopia in 2002, so we're a woman-founded company, and uh, she was a teacher. And right before starting Utopia, my mom was planning my older brother's bar mitzvah. And if you're familiar with these Jewish traditions, these are massive gala celebrations for Jewish kids that are making their passage into adulthood. And so my mom, Jody, did not have a wonderful experience with the entertainment and AV company that she hired here in St. Louis. Um, she felt like a number. And so she said, okay, for Joey's, that's me. Uh, two years later, we're going to bring in, there's this like super cool five-star rated company in Chicago. We're going to pay more, bring them in town and do this elaborate experience. And it was incredible. And my mom said, there's nothing like this here. Let's do it locally. And so that was the impetus for Utopia. It's like, there was nothing like it. We brought in a Chicago vendor. My mom said, we can do this here. And so the first event Utopia ever produced was my sister's bat mitzvah, which was three years after mine. And I like to think that I inspired my mom's entrepreneurial journey and made starting a business to her seem like something that was more approachable and more attainable. Because when I was nine years old, my dad sat me down and casually said, Hey, Joey, I'm taking Mark, who's my older brother, to see Michael Jordan play his last game for the Chicago Bulls. Wow. I don't know if we have any basketball fans out there. <laughs> my dad said, Joey, I'll take you with us, but I know you don't like sports in the same way that Mark does. 
but you like things with engines. So how about I come home and we rent a lawnmower together and cut the grass? So you could do one or the other in lieu of going to the game, we'll cut the grass. And I said, yeah, let's do that. And ironically, I'm glad I did that. Like I, I started a lawn business when I was 10. And so consciously or unconsciously, I'm sure my mom had this conversation with herself to say, uh, if my 10-year-old son can scale a lawn business to 30 customers, pretty sure I can start a business. <laughs> so my mom scaled the business from our house, Utopia, while working full-time as a teacher. So she was working you know, half in both, but 100% in neither. And our kitchen became her office. Our garage and basement became the AV warehouse. And my dad was the second employee as the weekend roadie in addition to his 9 to 5 job during the week. And then unfortunately, we lost my mom to cancer in 2013. So I joined the following year in 2014 and have continued to grow it from there. And I get to ride on the shoulders of mom's legacy. That's amazing. That's such a great story. I love that. And I feel like you and your brother are now even because you got the really good bar mitzvah and your brother <laughs> got to go to the game. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. It's so true. <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't really answer the question on like my event experience. So I'm happy to talk about that or we can skip past that question and just keep moving on. You can speak on it. We'd love to hear. Yeah. So um, when I joined, I had a small nest egg saved up for my lawn business. And so I decided to invest in personal development and life coach. I hired a life coach. Hal Elrod was my life coach. He wrote this book called The Miracle Morning and changed my life. It totally changed my life. Anybody who hasn't read that book, and this is not a plug for Hal. I mean, it, it is because it changed my life, but go order that book. Miracle um, Morning. It's called Miracle, Miracle Morning. It's incredible. And it's all about how you start your mornings, how you do everything. So I learned about you know visualization, meditation, affirmation, journal, gratitude, journaling, opening up your heart and leading from a place of heart. And that's really what he teaches. It's like you can control you can control your emotions. And if you have control of your emotions, you have control of everything else in your life. Your internal state dictates your external world. And so one of the things I learned through him is it's not about knowing the answers as a leader in a company. It's about turning to your customers and people who care about you and asking them questions. So when I joined the company, I went around to our top customers. And at the time, we were this entertainment company. You know, We just did DJs, MCs, dancers, some lighting. And we asked them, like, what's a problem that Utopia originally solved for you? What do you need more of from us? What's a product or a service you need us to focus on to help you elevate? How does our company address or solve your problems when it comes to your events? And so above all else, I found out three different things from our clients. Number one, they wanted AV that didn't feel transactional. They wanted white glove service. Number two, they wanted video stories to promote their events and their partners. And number three, they wanted entertainment, but it wasn't as important to them as some of the other concerns. So we're like, okay, cool. So let's shift our business model. So we did. And when we first started offering those services, we subcontracted them because we knew we couldn't offer them as well as some of the other companies in the industry. But then because of our strategy, which is like ask questions and solve problems and go further than anyone else, we kind of became in conflict with some of our partners because we found that our subcontractors weren't treating our clients in the way that we did with service and integrity. And so we decided to make the investment on our end. We hired a full-time videographer who I shared with you all a little bit about before we hit record, who brought this beautiful red $50,000 camera to our you know, sort of uh, repository of offerings. And we could tell really cool video stories. And he brought a broadcast background and we invested in AV equipment. And since then, we've just organically continued to grow and bring in team members based on what our customers tell us they need. So we have a marketing team who you met. My wife, Stephanie, leads that team, business development, customer team, and event production team that are all really committed to one thing. And it's just client experience over anything else. Such a cool story. That's awesome. 
Yeah. I mean, we always say, well, our CEO, Kate, was it John that coined this term that AV kills events? And so we understand the power that (laughs) AV can make or break any event experience. And so having, you know, the customer end experience at front of mind throughout is obviously key. And I think something that we'll talk about on this interview, and I think our customers listening um, in the hospitality space will be able to take away with them from today too. Yeah, it's also like the, um, we talked about this at event camp about how vendors sometimes like you can have the best event planner or venue on your side, but if the vendors serving you at that venue or with that planner aren't on the same page or don't have the same respect, then it can, you know, it can really ruin um, a great experience or what should be a great experience and a fun experience for that matter. So, so true. Yeah. All great points. So true. All right. So let's talk about some of the specifics for the nonprofit events that you have um, produced or created. Um, can you tell us about a recent nonprofit event that Utopia put together that you're especially proud of? Yeah, sure for sure. Them, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm proud of all of them. Um, and I think before, like before we dive into the tactical things, I just want to start with why. Because I, I don't think there are a lot of companies that are having these conversations when it comes to events. I think it's really key. That's what makes Utopia different. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I bet you didn't think this was going to turn into a psychology episode, but here we no, go. Like Just for it. a second, like humor it. me. I like it. I like it. <laughs> so we create intention for nearly every event we produce. And we every event for my, with us is grounded in neuroscience. So we're guided by uh, one of our mentors is Dr. Danny Friedland, the late Dr. Danny Friedland. And so neuroscience simply is just focusing on the brain and its behavior. So we use neuroscience to be super intentional about each experience we produce. So we don't, we don't get to a stage and say, hey, everyone, all the attendees, everything you're doing here is grounded in neuroscience because that would be weird. But when attendees leave and they're feeling like super aligned and super connected and more, they feel more energy to, that they can then take and contribute to the world and they want to share it with their friend, we know we've done a good job. So the brain is divided in three parts. Bet you never thought an AV company is thinking about things like this. <laughs> no, but I, I'm appreciative of it. Do you want to come speak at our next conference? <laughs> I'd love to, for sure. This is, great, this is such a great um, conversation. I love it. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. I, w- I would love to. Matter of fact, I'm, this is my stage debut. This is the first time I've ever spoke. I, I can tell. Yeah, definitely. No background. <laughs> yeah, you sound like a novice. Yeah. <laughs> so, so this front area of your brain your head, I'm kind of like, if you're watching video, I don't know if the video will be published or if it's just the audio, but if you're focusing on the front area of your head, this is the prefrontal cortex. So when you get into a flow state, this area is online. It's like this part of the brain needs to be online for deep learning. Then there's the middle part of the brain, which is where our emotions and the concept of love and belonging are created and stored. And then there's the lizard part of our brain, which is the largest part of our brain, and that's in the back. And that's the part of our brain that's concerned with, am I safe? And so this part of our brain was essential for our survival thousands of years ago, because if someone was trying to take our land or a saber-toothed tiger, if that was even a thing, was chasing us, you've heard the analogy, I'm sure, we had to analyze the situation and stay alive. And so here's the thing is we live in a time right now where COVID just happened, People are feeling isolated, questioning everything. It's like, but we have nice homes, technology, abundance of food, hospitals, modern medicine. We should feel safe, but we feel threatened all the time. 
people are living in fear and uncertainty. And that feeling doesn't go away when people come to our events. Matter of fact, it's exacerbated because people gathering in large groups, that's intimidating, right? So that's where we come in. And before we can get those learningful parts of our brain online, we need to help people feel safe. And so when, they're at, when people walk into a room, they're asking some version of the following two questions. Number one, do I belong? And number two, can I be myself and still fit in with this group of people? And one of the things we've learned about psychological safety is the technology doesn't matter if we don't do this. The AV doesn't matter. The video stories don't matter. The community will never truly come alive and get the most out of an event if we don't understand fundamentally how to make people feel safe at experiences. So here's the beauty of that is like many of us are leading these purposeful communities, but, and we don't have the strategies or tools yet. And so your point, what are the strategies? What are the tools? What's an event you've really felt proud of producing? I would love to provide an example now that we're sort of all on the same page with the neuroscience. Here's just a couple of things that we've done in the past to actually do these things at events. So number one, is everyone, are you with me on this? Yeah, Does, yeah. Is this aligning? I'm just, I'm wondering, did you guys feel this way? I have one question. Did you feel this way before COVID or was COVID really like a, did it generate this, you know, feeling and this like, and how you're moving forward with events now? I'm sure your events were great before COVID as well, but did that yeah. exasperate it and make you- hundred percent. Yeah. COVID totally changed it because yeah. now you have, you have more information online about politics and yeah. science and the media telling you one thing and then another channel telling you it's like people don't know what to believe we and there's so much information it's hard to sort of distill and distinguish what the truth is and i think we're just feeling more isolated we've been cooped up in our homes for three years where we've lost a sense of that feeling of community and so events especially live events are needed now more than ever yeah great. but yeah i've very fair question I mean, do you, do you all feel a similar thing? And I mean, I know we're in the same industry. Do you all feel that as well? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, we were so happy to put to start hosting event camp again. And this past year, we just did one in May was the biggest one we've had since pre pandemic. Um, and I think it's the biggest one we've ever done. And it was like, I felt, I felt like we were all just so happy to be together and to like, be experiencing it together and to be sharing knowledge together um, and to be having a good time together. And, and I, but I agree with you. I mean, there's always that uncertainty. I mean, we see it when people walk into our events that we host for our customers and prospects where they look uncomfortable at first. Right. But then they start to feel more comfortable and then they realize like, Oh, this is fun. I'm having a good time, but there's always that uncertainty at the beginning. Um, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I just saw Taylor Swift on Sunday. <laughs> I'm going to bring it back to Taylor Swift. Tay -tay. I know that's 70,000 people in an arena and it was the most amazing thing I've ever gone to in my entire life, you know, besides the birth of my children and my wedding, of course, but, um, <laughs> but very close. It's a close second to those things though. Um, but it's like the, feeling of being together and to like all have like that connection and like to be singing the songs and like the whole experience. And like, it was absolutely amazing. And, um, yeah, so that's, that's, I went off on a tangent. I apologize, but it's all good. I'm a big fan of Taylor myself. Matter oh. of fact, I love that her last manager owned her rights and she said, screw you. I'll just reproduce these songs under a different oh. label. 
Yep. It's pretty. It's a pretty great story. Unbelievable. <laughs> I love her. She's the queen. She is. Unreal. Like, Bow talk down. about, like, you're not going to own me. No, no. label's going to own me. No one's going to own me. Like, it's amazing. Yeah. She's uh, highly recommend spending um, your entire paycheck on <laughs> Taylor Swift. <laughs> so let's bring it back. <laughs> so I'm, I'm down. Honey, let's go buy tickets. <laughs> I'm sure she's down. <laughs> so here's one of the things. So like you mentioned um, your event camp. Mm-hmm. One of the things that we do at these experiences is we bring in partners of ours who are awesome facilitators that are bolt-on option. You know, they bolt on to us synergistically. Mm-hmm. So we do all the tech. They do the facilitation. These things work in tandem. So the best thing we can do to create psychological safety at an event almost immediately is when people come in, music, set the tone. Then the leader, teacher, trainer, keynote, CEO, auctioneer gets the hell out of the way and opens it up to a professional facilitator that can get the audience connected and grounded in a common purpose. So one of the things we might do at event camp is say something like, hey, your time's valuable. You're running venues. You're running you know, businesses, restaurants. Why'd you choose to show up today? Why are you here? What are you hoping to gain from being a part of this tribe, this community, this event? You're here for a day, two days, three days. What do you want to gain from today? What's most important? Turn on some really intentional music, journaling music. Let them reflect on that for two to three minutes. Then turn to a neighbor and share. And we, we always say too, this is not your TEDx talk. This is you're interviewing your neighbor and getting their answer, and then they're doing the same for you. And then we have those two people turn to another group of two. Now you went from knowing no one to having three best friends. That's how we create community. And then, and and it's like, just like that, you're practicing vulnerability. So the lizard brain is satisfied because you feel safe. You're connecting with each other. So the social brain's online and boom, now we can get to the deeper learning as a community. And that does not mean for my corporate people listening out there to go into a two hour CEO keynote where you're regurgitating information on your financials because then the brain goes to sleep. (laughs) And so an event, (laughs) kind of circling back around to like an event that I'm super proud of that we just produced and where we did this, here's another example, nonprofit event. We designed these, we were inspired by the Van Gogh Museum. I don't know if you are familiar. Are you familiar with that? Yeah. It's like this museum, like this guided tour, visuals, videos, all these like exciting things. Yeah, you're like immersive in the, yeah, 100%. So inspired by that, we designed large exhibits, or you can call them display walls, in the venue. And in the center of these massive display walls were pre-produced videos by our team sharing the emotional stories of don- or recipient families whose lives were enhanced by the donors of that nonprofit organization. So when the donors registered at the front desk, they were given colors. And they were paired by color. We called Blue Group. 25 people gathered in the blue group and we give them a guided tour through the venue where they see these elaborate display walls and each wall represents a different program that the nonprofit offers to the community. And of course, like I said, they have these powerfully emotional videos. And one such video was one of Latrice and her 10 year old son who has a variety of disabilities. And she opens the video bawling. The first, the video plays, And you see Latrice saying, Colton's world, my son, is so limited. And because of you and your donations, my son has equipment that allows him to access this world in a meaningful way. And you watch these these donors, these groups of 25 people who are, they are bawling. They're 
hugging each other. They're laughing because sometimes it gets awkward when you're like ugly crying. (laughs) And the awe and the emotion on these attendees, it was one of the most beautiful things I have witnessed at an event. In a vet, like I'm gonna get choked up. That is creating community at an event. They're hugging each other, they're making dinner plans. (laughs) They're they're like, I can't believe we get to be a part of making dreams for this little boy come true. And if we're not doing that. And beautiful, loving, intentional nonprofit event planners and CEOs, they typically stop before they get there, right? We just ask people to come in, sit down, take your seats, and we're going to show you this program. And then we send them home. And this is giving our community the opportunity to connect and build relationships with each other. And I think that's arguably more important than anything else. It's like, yes, bring those mission moments in, but it's more important for them to bond with each other because then they're going to come back time and time again. Yeah, for sure. I have like, so, wow. I have so many thoughts. I went to a, um, (laughs) a museum here in New York city recently and they had an exhibit that was like a similar video series, like going through documenting like people's experiences and just the power of having an experience over a video and like you just described, I can just like picture it too. And the impact that that has and how like, you know, you feel the feelings right through the screen and how that is just like tipping off that sense of community. That's it's so awesome. Yeah. I noticed on your website too, you do like video invitations, which Mm. I like, cause I watched the one that's on your website and I was like, Oh wow. I would, if I watched that invitation with those actual, you know, um, teenagers, I think they were that, you know, are, are gaining from, from the event and, you know, and like everything that they were saying, I was like, I would definitely attend that event after, if, if I watched that. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so I feel like video is, um, is way more impactful than, you know, than just reading or like you said, putting a slide thing up and being like, you know, this is why I'm here or whatever. So, um, Yeah. It's good. That's um good advice. I feel like our customers can use that too. I mean, you can use that in any type of event in some way whatsoever. You may not have people bawling, but you'll have them inspired. <laughs> For sure. sure. For sure. You know, in like influencer and celebrity marketing, like we produce a number of masterminds, retreats, and summits where there's these celebrities that have large followings. That's network equity. So what we do, like, you know, um, Kate, to your point, we'll ask a celebrity, like we just had... Um, Gosh, who did we have? We had Tony Larusa. We were producing an event with Tony Larusa, is the former head coach of the Cardinals. Anybody who's a St. Louis native knows it's like, oh my God, Tony. La yeah, we had Tony Larusa record a video. We brought him into our virtual production studio. We recorded him inviting everyone in St. Louis to come to this nonprofit event, and he has an audience, right? And so we sent that invitation video out to local networks. We promoted it. We worked with the PR company. We just got it out there and. I think like, you know, influencer and celebrity marketing is a massive thing. And if you don't have an influencer or a celebrity that you know, like that's okay. Like find someone who believes in the same things that your brand or your nonprofit, your company believes in, figure out a way to align with them, start engaging on their post, comment on something that you find interesting, send them a message and say, Hey, I saw you on this podcast or do this thing, you know, find a way to add value to these influencers or celebs without the expectation of anything in return. Like Kate, for you, Tay Tay, figure out a way to connect with her. And then, you know, maybe she'll come to your event. She's been known. <laughs> she's been known to do that for fans. So. Fans, fans. 
<laughs> I'll, put, I'll put my daughter on. She's way more impactful. She's three. So if I can get my daughter to sing a Taylor Swift song on social media, maybe I can get a visit from Taylor Swift. <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. Um, exploiting my children. It's fine. <laughs> so I kind of want to hop around on the topic of video while we're on this topic. Yeah. Um, so you just described its purpose within the nonprofit event you were describing. Can you talk more just about video as a whole in the events um, that you're putting on, like during the event, post event and the power just of having video in that strategy? Yeah, for sure. So um, our company, like social media is everything like user generated content is everything so like asking your board your friends your colleagues your neighbors your uncles your five-year-old nephew who's an influencer now on TikTok to share your content around your event is critical and so that that's like okay but you need to have the content to post and that means that you need to have professional cameras in the room and so when clients hire us for their events they're also getting a video team and a production team that goes in with a strategy and a plan that like our team's deliberately focused on that. So we can turn around 10 to 15 sizzles for your Instagram, for YouTube, shorts and reels to highlight main stage performers, hallway conversations, guest shares, what they loved, why someone should attend. And events are a perfect opportunity for your company to capture content. And if you're a venue or a restaurant, just know like if they're in your space, every time that video is shared in your space, your brand, your venue is being promoted. And, you, and we always think about like, how often are the people that care most about our brand or our companies or product or service coming into a space together? It's like not very often. So we have to capitalize on that. And here's like, this is staggering. There are 1 billion minutes of video watched a day on YouTube. And, and this one's mind blowing. If you thought that was a lot, are you ready for this one? No. Let's TikTok just passed YouTube as the largest video platform in the world. 1.5 billion minutes watched on TikTok every day. The average adult with a smartphone, this is scary. The average adult with a smartphone spends 46 minutes on TikTok every day. Oh, I might be over that. <laughs> <laughs> so Same. like the Ooh. early adopters and innovators like Gary V are crushing it right now. And the laggards and the vast majority are falling behind. And it's not a question of whether video is important or not. It's like, and I mean this from a place of love. Are you doing it? And if you're not, start now. Like you're way behind the eight ball. So give you an example of, I just mentioned a moment ago, like capturing content in the room. We just produced, it's all about like, how can we be super creative and add value to the companies, right? So we just had a mortgage conference. One of the largest mortgage companies in the country brought us in to produce their event. There's, you know, I don't know, five, six, seven hundred loan officers in the room. And we had a th three massive LED walls on the main stage. It was beautiful. The cameras all over the room capturing content. And then the cameras are projecting, you know, the main stage onto the screens, what we call iMag. And during the breaks, we pulled loan officers aside and we filmed 60 second commercials for them. Like, hey, you're a loan officer. Why should someone do a loan with you? Tell us. Like, what's your what's your competitive edge? What's your secret sauce? What's your your secret? Like, what do people need to know right now if they're buying a new home or trying to refinance? We captured all that, distilled it down to 60 second videos, sent them back to those loan officers, 
And now those videos live on their landing pages, their socials, their websites. They're using that to drive more revenue back into the company. And so like as an event, as a venue or an event planner, hospitality professional, the way for you to stand out from other venues who are trying to get the same business that you are is to partner with a company like us. It doesn't have to be us. Of course, shameless plug for us. I think our team's great at what they do, but offer something creative and unique and different that people have never seen or heard of before. And that's kind of my my pitch on video. And it's like, yeah, we're still doing the traditional videos. You've always, the commercials, the agency videos, the partner spotlights, like the, the longer videos, uh, Kate, you mentioned invitation videos, um, doing all those too. But consider a thank you video. Yeah. Thank you videos are great as well. That's a good point. That's such a good idea. I mean, we told, that's something we could have done at event camp. You know, I love that, that commercial idea, pitch yourself, get this back in return. That's, that's so creative. That's awesome. I mean, we could thinking I'm now I'm just like spitballing ideas, Rachel, but we could do it like getting their testimonial for triple seat and then letting them do like a 30 second thing for themselves and like intertwining it. So it's right. like, you know, that sort of, sort of thing. Great ideas. We just started doing a lot more video. We recently hired someone on our team, on our marketing team. Who's like great at producing videos. We never had anyone in house before that was like good at it. So, um, he's been helping us produce a lot of more like sizzle reels and, and all of that stuff. Um, but yeah, video is definitely king, even in marketing, like, even like as a restaurant too, I feel like this is true because we do it at triple seat. Like sometimes I, no one wants to read this long, you know, like email or post about something they want to like they'd rather just watch a video right for 30 seconds and like, and get the message that way. Like I know I do. And I feel like that actually would work well for restaurants as well, who are trying to market their venue for sure. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah. I can think of a thousand reels that a restaurant could produce right now. It's like, oh yeah. I mean, my wife and I are foodies. Just mm-hmm. put a piece of steak on a table and film it spinning. <laughs> I'm there. Yeah, cool. that's what, yeah. that's what. Yeah, that's what we preach for like Instagram reels, TikToks. I did a little video presentation at TS Triple C University before event camp about this topic too. It's like, yeah, very. We we try to preach that to our customers in the education sense as well. <laughs> it's not that it's not that difficult. You just need an iPhone for the Instagram reels. Doesn't need to be full so production. Yeah, so true. It's just as powerful. Well, on those platforms at least, it's like you know sometimes the lower budget for TikTok, um, not necessarily the your brand video, but. Yeah, Rachel's making me record videos for tick for our TikTok this week. And she's like, just put your just put your phone up. <laughs> Make sure you're centered. It's not that hard, Kate. Come on. I know. You all you all should it. have like a, a business person who looks like 1980s <laughs> and an Excel spreadsheet printed on paper in front of them, and they're just banging their head against it. And then it cuts to a person on triple seat and they're smiling. And that's it. 10 seconds. It's wow. so true. We've done it before, like with ads. Like we had like an ad that was like all post-it notes and then like the post-it notes disappeared and it was like triple seat. And it was- Oh, you know, that's awesome. Moving ad, like a GIF. Um, but yeah, that's like, we do that all the time, especially with our hotel product. Cause most hotel people, they're on a software, but it's a legacy software and it's very outdated. So like we try to play up that as well. Like the legacy, you know, actual- piece of equipment that they have to have in their offices, which is like mind blowing to me that in 2023, people still do that. But anyways, <laughs> shameless sure, triple seat. <laughs> for sure. Those are the companies that have typewriters. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. Well, staying on, cause I feel like, you know, obviously video is a trend, but um, can you tell us like some other hot 
trends that are out there for um, event production or like within an event experience, whether they're hybrid or in person? Because obviously you guys do a ton of incredible event production. So any insight on that would be awesome. Yeah, I appreciate the question. So um, first and foremost, interesting study that I just got in my inbox today from Freeman Group. And the the stat was 71% of digital natives, that's people under 35, trust brands more. Oh my God, I'm right there on the cusp. I'm not going to be in that group anymore after next year. That's depressing. I've been out of it for a while. (laughs) 71% of digital natives trust brands more after a live event. So live events still and always will be the best way to do things. Like hybrid can also work, but it has to be done right where the virtual and in-person audiences can experience, share, and connect. Like when we have people turn to each other, like I kind of you know shared a little while ago when we do those facilitated meaningful connections, putting people in breakout rooms, allowing them to talk to each other, and then having the virtual audience be able to participate and bring them into the room so they can raise their hand and share as well. And everyone in the space can see and hear them. Like that's hybrid done well. So I think that's, that's one. It's like hybrid done well is like not just putting a camera in the back of the room and saying, yay, we're doing hybrid. It's connecting the virtual and in-person audiences. Um, LED walls are the new craze. Okay. So technology continues to evolve and we're building some pretty incredible main stage and breakout room displays with our tech. So the cool thing about LED walls is they're modular and they're just far superior to TVs and projectors. So TVs have size limitations, projectors are light dependent, the bulbs burn out, they're unreliable. LED walls, like we're producing an event in a few months called Cause Camp. And they are at Sawmill Creek in Cedar Point. They're a triple C client, Sawmill. I, we just started collaborating with the venue and she sent an email to us and we're like, oh my God, triple C. <laughs> we're already friends. Um, and so because the event is called Cause Camp, we're working on building a main stage that has a massive LED wall in the center with like suitcase LED walls, like tall, narrow LED walls surrounding the stage that have fires playing on them or different things that you'd see at a campsite. And so we can now leverage our technology. The whole main stage becomes a campground. And so we could do like fireside chats and put like, you know, chairs around the campfire and chat and pass microphones. So we can now leverage technology to create the ambiance and enhance the theme. And then ultimately the experience is better. Um, I have to, this is an interesting, like this will be, this one's super quick, but like VR and augmented reality, think about virtual venue tours. So I know a lot of your clients are venues, restaurants, few interesting ways that we've seen this utilized is if you're listening to this and you own a venue or restaurant, consider what it would look like if you're on the phone with a prospective client. Imagine this conversation because we've all seen it hundreds of times. Hey, come to our venue and do a site visit. Well, I can't because budget or timing or we're considering other venues and we saw the pictures online. We don't need a side visit. We'll let you know if we decide to book you. Okay. No problem, Mr. and Mrs. Client. Let's schedule a site visit next Tuesday. I'm going to send you these VR goggles and personally walk you through a guided tour of our beautiful space. Then I think you'll see how amazing our venue is. That'll give you the confidence that you need to move forward with us. Oh. Like that happened. People do that. <laughs> Yeah. A year from now, it'll be everywhere. Okay. Good to know. I'm wondering if our customers have seen that. I haven't seen that yet, but I'm wondering if our corporate event planner has run into that yet. But that, I mean, that that's sick. That's so cool. I know. It's, I'd be like, done, so cool. yeah. I don't even need the goggles. <laughs> you have goggles? 
He's so excited. <laughs> Why? Why didn't we do this podcast in virtual reality? <laughs> I mean, my it's son's super constantly in virtual reality with his like MetaQuest thing. Like he's just in like his playroom, just like always like running like a gorilla. <laughs> plays this game gorilla tag and like all the time I have to like sneak around him and like what is <laughs> so, so yeah <laughs> I get it in a in a year or two it'll be everywhere in mainstream um now would be a cool time to be an early adopter and get involved yeah that's awesome by the way like here's another thing you might want to consider like this is trending is uh surveys at your events right like a smart person once said people give energy towards the things they get to create. So why not allow your attendees to create the experience they want? And don't just do a QR code in a random, like obscure, interesting place in the corner of a room and say, yeah, go do that survey, maybe, probably, and then no one scan. Like we make it a formal activity. So we play like journaling music, super intentional music. And we have a facilitator kind of introduce the reason for the survey. We give everyone time and space to fill it out. And Everyone does it together. And then we show the results up on the screen. We're like, hey, by the way, a number of you rated this event a nine and above. That's awesome. For those of you that rated it below an eight, we're going to call you next week and we're going to figure out what we can do to make it a 10. That cool with you? Everybody raise your hand. Yeah, awesome. Cool. Then you've got data and insights that can drive and enhance your future event experiences because people are sharing their authentic voices with you. They're not afraid to share it. They don't know it's going to be up on the screen, but it is. Just don't share their names, right? Right. <laughs> um, and if you don't want to do a survey, do like an Oscar style red carpet where you've got a live camera recording and you're interviewing people. You could be anywhere in the world. Why are you here? What do you love about this event? What do you want to see? What do you love about our community? What surprised you so far about this event? Like same, similar faces, friends. Are you like revisit, like reconnecting? What are you learning? And so we capture all this information, send it to the event organizers. And when they take time to listen to the feedback, their communities grow stronger. But a key factor is don't ask for people to share their voices with you and then dishonor their trust or dishonor them and break trust with your community by doing nothing about it. That's yeah. the quickest way to alienate people. Yep. That makes a lot of sense. We do like a post, we always do post event surveys. Um, but it's interesting. It's an interesting thought to do them like during an event. Um, when people, when it's top, obviously also it's like, top of mind, right? They're, they're in it at the moment. I feel like yeah. sometimes we send them out pretty quickly after, but a lot of people don't get to it for like a week or whatever. And, um, you know, I think it's, that's an interesting way to go about it. And then to I actually, know. we do act on yeah. it. <laughs> we definitely during, during the, um, the education event that we had the day before event camp, we call it triple C university. We did one of the last sections was about like our product and the new things that are coming out. And there was like a live Q and A during that. And so people could vote this or that kind of product. What would you like to see next in the pipeline? Um, and then it also like opened a dialogue about like, okay, this is why we're making these product decisions. How can we make this like even better? And I feel like people appreciate how we're like very transparent about the roadmap of the product. We're always looking to solve their problem. And I know that's something that a lot of our customers appreciate about Triple Zeta's product, you know, having like asking for customer feedback and again, bringing that element of community too. By the way, that's not just window dressing. I can like from uh, from the perspective of a client, your customer service is on point. Love hearing that. Thank it you. It is on point. Like we ask a question in the chat, and we have an answer within thirty seconds. I'm like to be honest with you, I'm always blown away by our support. So I started at Triple C um, almost eight years ago, and I was in support when I first started, 
And it was just me and one other person um, for like a long time, like for like a whole two years, it was me and one other person. And like, we were quick, but we didn't have as many customers then, obviously. We have like, you know, we have like, I don't even know how many support people we have now, Rachel, but like a lot. And it's always, but I, I when I'm in the office, I, I like listen to them and I'm like, wow, they are like, and not to say that we, me and this other person weren't great at the job, but like they're really good. <laughs> like, yeah. But when you say a lot, it's like, it's like eight or I like know, it's 10, not that many. Not like a lot, a lot, no, it's but like 10, I think it's double digits. I think it's 10. It well, they also have, it might be 10, but like, you know, it's still, you're right. It's still not a lot. And they have chat, they have email, they have phone, mm-hmm. but they're just like, and they're constantly on the phone. They're constantly on chat. They're doing this, they're doing that. And it's like, I watch them and I'm blown away. So, um, I, I totally agree with you. I feel like our support team is definitely, definitely. Yeah, they really are. They're awesome. And they're so nice. <laughs> we appreciate Yes, they are. We, we I know how stressful that job can be. So we appreciate <laughs> them totally. <laughs> All right. So kind of moving back to like our customers and some tangible takeaways from them um, or for them. So we saw, and we kind of just in the previous question, talked about and you were describing hybrid versus in-person and like that really stuck what you said about you know high a good hybrid event isn't just like we're putting the camera in the back and so I feel like a lot of people tried to do it during the pandemic and then post-pandemic to try to have that audience to be able to offer a, a hybrid event and I feel like a lot of our restaurant customers tried to figure out okay what's the kind of technology what's the AV setup that we can have in-house that can that is able to offer that And I had previously put this in the question, but now I kind of want to ask the hybrid piece and just thinking about what are some of, from your professional background, if someone is just looking to kind of step up their AV equipment setup at their restaurant or or brewery or unique venue event space, anything in-house, just on the most basic level before obviously, you know, hire Utopia and use them for your event production (laughs) on the larger scale. But if even just like on the smaller scale, we go to a lot of, we host a lot of education events on the road and we're always seeing the different AV. It's like literally every time we go to a venue, it's a, we have no idea what to expect. Well, we know to an extent from what's been communicated, but it's like, where is the stage going to be? Where's the, what's the mic situation? Is there going to be like, how's the eight? Like I just, it's a, you never know what's going to happen and it can vary so much from venue to venue. So do you have like equipment recommendations or just like the keys to keep in mind for a restaurant on the in like to in-house have good enough AV and a good enough for like just having those one-off events that they don't need full-scale production for that could then help them be set apart from others, you know, in the market who maybe don't want to invest in like a good in-house AV system. Yeah. I would say call us just re- reach out. Cause I can, I mean, I can go through, I've got a bullet point head in my, or a bullet point list in my head right now of equipment I could go through like 3000 things, but that wouldn't be helpful because everybody's situation is so uniquely different. So we do installs. It's not something we sell on our website or tell advertise and promote that we do, but we've had venues call us and they're like, Hey, you guys know AV help us. If that's the like, yeah, we're, we're going to help you out. Like, um, Rachel and Kate, you were talking a little bit about my setup beforehand, which I can just show it really briefly. So I've got a Rodecaster Pro over here, which is like the mecca of audio recording and producing. I've got a $100 Shure SM58 microphone. I have a Sony a7S III camera with a 17 to 40 zoom lens. And um, 
I would say like you don't have to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to have like professionally produced content at your event, but you do have to know fundamentally like how it all works together. That's where I think a lot of people get caught is like, how does it all work together? And if you don't have technology that matches with technology, you're in for a really frustrating rude awakening because most clients, when they when it comes to production and AV, like your customers that you're selling to, they don't know what they don't know. They don't know the questions to ask. They just assume that you know what you're, they're looking for and you're anticipating all of the problems before they arise, right? Like that's the definition of an event planner. Anticipate my problems, make them go away. But if you're promising top of the line AV and saying all their problems will be solved if they come to your venue because it's turnkey and then something goes wrong, they'll never come back. Like you could have the best lobster thermidor or beef Wellington with a pan jus and au gratin potatoes. It's the best in the world. But if the microphone goes out, if the PowerPoint doesn't work, you don't have someone running the event, you get blamed and they're never coming back to your venue. So a mentor of mine always said, you can't win a gold medal in everything. So what's your gold medal? And go after that. I always say, just know what you're good at. We're not a restaurant or a venue. So we're probably not going to sell steak. And you may sell steak if you are. But just double down on your superpower instead of trying to be all things to all people because those people aren't going to be happy with your services anyway. And then just bring in partners that can really help you elevate. That's what makes a strong business even stronger is win a gold medal in one thing and don't get distracted by things that aren't superpowers of yours. That's good advice. Good advice. Good advice for for all types of businesses, <laughs> I feel like. And for us too. Like we've had to turn away, you know, people said, well, you're talking about facilitation. Will you come in and also facilitate? And we said, no, we don't have a superpower in facilitating. We have partners that are better than us at facilitating, you know, and well, you, can you provide tent? We're having an outdoor event. Can you provide tents, tables, chairs, bouncy house? No, like we have partners that can do that. They're better than that, they're better than us. You know, so I think for us, we've had to just really get in alignment with that integrity to know what our strengths are. And even though there's revenue and other opportunity, like bring partners on that are better than us in those in those other areas. Yeah. We do it at Triple Seat. I mean, we've had customers ask us if we could also be a POS or if we could also be like an inventory, you know, software. Yeah. And we're like, no, like, you know, we we'd love to. We would absolutely love to, but then that's gonna take away from what we do best, like gonna take time and money away from the production of creating the best event management software there is because we're going to be spending time on these other things. So we'll just integrate with people who do it better than we can, or, you know, maybe we could do it well, but <laughs> smart, it's smart business. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So we're, we're running up on time, but I do want to ask, because I do feel like, you know, a lot, many of our customers aren't in, most of our customers aren't in the nonprofit space. Um, and, but they may want to have more of a give back element to their private events. Um, and you know, maybe just events in general, whether it's private events or events that they host at their venue to, you know, they sell tickets for or whatever it is, but do you have any advice on how to involve give back initiatives within events without being a nonprofit company? Yeah, for sure. I really appreciate this question because I think as a society, we're just becoming more philanthropic. Like we want to give back to our communities. And so I actually appreciate that you sent this question to me beforehand um, because it gave me the time to approach one of our clients and personally inquire about this, believing that it would be more impactful for her perspective to be heard 
because she's the manager that's responsible of handling millions of dollars in generosity for an organization called the Kansas City Shepherd Center in Kansas City. And their mission is really to uphold the dignity of aging adults and provide independent living services that allow them to age gracefully in the comfort of their own homes. And she offered this advice. I thought it was brilliant. So a plug to Terry. She's awesome. Go, you know, if you've got money to, you want to contribute to a nonprofit, great one to check out. But she said, give your employees an opportunity to fill out a matching gift document. She said in the nonprofit world, thousands of dollars are lost each year because donors or prospective donors don't fill out these forms or leave them with their employers. So if you have, you know, you've got people at a table and they're like, hey, I want to contribute, you know, $25 right now to this particular nonprofit, like make sure they fill those forms out on the tables. And I think just offering those forms and allowing people to contribute to a cause that your company cares about is just taking one proactive step in the right direction. Um, you could do a raffle and let employees do a raffle for, you know, something, an Apple Watch or a vacation that one of your employees gets to go, whatever that is, and donate. Um, the, the proceeds for that raffle to a designated charity. Um, and then this is one that I really like, honoring people in the company who give time and talent with an award of some kind. So consider producing a video to promote. So like if you're a, if you're a CEO of a company and you're hosting an event, consider that you're going to highlight and promote a particular nonprofit that you're really involved with and, and play a video about your involvement in that particular nonprofit with all the employees of the organization in the room and show that video for the first time when the nonprofit CEO of the charity is in that room with you and can, and can share in that emotion. They're hugging, honoring, and thanking you for your contributions. Yeah, those are great. awesome. Yeah, we should do that. <laughs> we should do I that. Know. Uh, not, I not too heavy of a lift for no, any restaurant super- to offer or suggest facilitating that's yeah those are great Mm -hmm. easiest one's a raffle just give away an opportunity for them to come in and have a private dinner from one of your chefs um give that away let them bid on it and then give the money to a charity yeah it's so easy so easy and it's not it's not costing the restaurant a ton of money either because obviously we know that restaurants are already operating on low margins so sometimes they think that it's out of their you know, realm to be able to do something like that, but that would barely cost them anything. So yeah, that's great advice. I love love it. it. I love it. Love it. Um, so I guess, yeah, our last question for the day that we'll have time for was just about like, what does the rest of 2023 look like for utopia experience? Anything you want to plug on your end, um, big events on the horizon you want to talk about or anything else that you feel like we didn't cover today that you'd like to speak on before we wrap? Um, yeah, I'm just like reflecting. So we just got back from a road trip. We started in St. Louis, helping an agricultural company use their data more effectively. That was super cool. Then we headed down the street to produce a summit for LOs, loan officers who came together to co-create the future of their company and set their goals. Then we traveled to Chicago and produced a gala for a private school offering world-class education to students and give them, giving them the brightest possible futures. And then we jumped on a jet, flew to Vegas, and produced an event for the Animal Foundation, which is an organization that helps abused and rescued animals, gets them off the street and into loving homes. Um, every animal was adopted. That's great. <laughs> Love to hear that. <laughs> and yeah, and you know, this summer our travels are going to take us to Kansas City, Ohio, to produce Cause Camp in Ohio with one of you know our friends, who's also a client at Triple Seat at Sawmill. Um, we're going back to the West Coast, everywhere in between, and. 
Um, next weekend, we're going to have 4,000 of our closest friends and family members for this big celebration for the Down Syndrome Association. It's a 5K and a celebration, a day of play for kiddos and their families. And I'm just, I'm grateful. I can't, I honestly, I have to remind myself sometimes that scaling a company, it doesn't really mean scaling our business. Like for us, scaling utopia, it's not about scaling our company. It's about scaling a feeling of collective meaning and purpose. And sometimes we just get so lost on the highway of things like, imagine you're on a highway, there's things flying at you and opportunities and emails and things that are sort of like, you get in a, in a headspace of just sort of spinning. Yeah. I think the most important thing that we can do as event professionals is remember that we need to get off the highway sometimes and take some space for ourselves and just remind ourselves that what we do is fun and it should be fun and it shouldn't feel like a chore. Like just take some space for you and just remember like that wonder and awe you had as a child on the playground when you were little, bring that into your work, let that become the essence of what you offer and what you do. And that's how we can all collectively like uplift humanity, just bring good energy into the world. Hey, I like that. That's a good, that's a good, that's a good ending note for this. <laughs> what we do is fun. Even at Triple C, what we do is fun. We say that all the time. Like we're not not that not not that curing cancer wouldn't be fun, but like we're not curing cancer here, and we're not like you know we're not like all shoved into cubicles and and like uh, you know I, it's just we're we're having a good time. So like remember remember that always come back to that. I love it. Great advice. Um, well, thank you so much for joining us today. It was really great, and thank you for all of your advice on our equipment for our podcast. So that the next time we have you on, we're going to be very professional. <laughs> You all already are professional. You're doing a podcast, <laughs> which is a commitment in and of itself. So kudos to you. And thank you for having me on the podcast. It's super fun and energizing. And uh, I'm just, I'm grateful to be here. Awesome. Well, we you appreciate it. We appreciate yeah, it. We no, were you going to say, you were going to say, check well, out Joey's I was podcast. Do the outro, but I feel like you should, you do it. You do the intro. You do the outro, girl. Intro, Go for outro. it. Well, um, <laughs> Joey has his own po podcast as well. The Impact Roadmap. And we will link everything in this episode description along with um, the website for Utopia Experience, which is utopiaexperience.com. So be sure to check out Joey there as well. Um, and yeah, again, we really appreciate this. And I'm going to order the book that you recommended at the beginning because I can just feel, I know I love all this stuff and I just feel like everything you've said today, I can feel how it was led by the takeaways that you described from that book at the beginning of the episode. So I love that. Take the most out of life, everyone. Absolutely. Spitting facts here. Um, all right. Well, thank you. <laughs>